Let's Talk Native is produced at the Eltian Studios on the Cataraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. We may step on a few toes through our examination of culture, art, politics, history, and identity. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. So, welcome to Let's Talk Native with John Kane. Welcome to Let's Talk Native. I'm John Kane. I'm your host. And I'm going to talk about the mascot issue a little bit today. But what I really want to talk about, and because I, I know I've talked about this so many times before, um, is, is history. And this notion of erasing history versus clarifying history. And, you know, and this ties into things like correcting false narratives. The same people who will tell victims of much of American history to get over it or just let it go or that's only in the past. Those are the same people who will say um, that we're trying to erase history when we take down a Columbus statue or if we remove a, a native mascot from a, from a predominantly white school. So what I really want to explain is that removing a mascot, a native mascot, is not erasure. You know, there's a there are some that are trying to promote this this expression, educate, not eradicate. Like like somehow, if native people are not used for mascots, that that we somehow are contributing to our own genocide by fighting against native mascots. So what I want to explain first off is that you the use of native mascots is the erasure not removing them. So, and so I want to explain because in order for a, a, a town that is 99% white to want to even use a native mascot, whether it's Indians or Redskins or Warriors or Braves or Mohawks or Cherokees or whatever else they want to use for, for these white people to, to grab on to this identity they have to eliminate a whole lot of history first. I mean, they have to ignore the fact that the United States has, is still engaged in an ongoing genocide against Native people. But they've got, to, they've got to ignore all of the atrocities that Native people have endured at the hands of not just colonization in the sense of hundreds of years ago, but colonization that is happening, you know, that we're still fighting the forces uh, of today. So that's what I want to I want to address that a little bit because you know we hear school after school after school say oh no we're we're honoring native people with uh with our with with gracing their existence by our claiming with us claiming their identity. So in other words, we're supposed to feel honored because white people now want to claim to be Indians. And and we're supposed to take that as an honor. And see the problem is is that the very people, these very same people who want to call themselves Indians, warriors, or Redskins, they have no native, they haven't lived any native experience. So they got to create one. So the first thing they've got to do is 
is again ignore all of the atrocities and then they've got to they got to recreate in their minds what a native person is by and and I've heard them say this was, oh yeah we all associate the name of our school the indians with pride and strength and courage and honor and i'm thinking well when did that happen so when did white people when did americans decide that native people represented these things because they sure as hell didn't do it when they were running us off of our lands when they were you know murdering our women and children but, but again you got to ignore all that so when i hear some white woman on you, know, you know, giving some interview about why she feels so strongly about keeping their native mascot and she mentions these things this all this pride and dignity and honor and and how they're paying homage to us and no you're not you cannot be paying homage to native people if you are going to ignore what your ancestors what your country not only has done for hundreds of years but in many ways continues to do in fact the idea that you white folks want to claim to be native people for the purposes of your entertainment as, as, as school mascots is another theft right along with the, with the land and with our lives and our freedom and our resources. Now you want to steal our identity and of course change it. So it fits you in order for again, in order for, for, for white people to embrace this imagery of native people, they have to, Pretend that we no longer exist, for one thing, because all of the images that they grab onto are like 18th century images of, you know, some Hollywood image, you know, some uh, Eastern Woodlands profile, you know, sketch drawing or some Plains Indian with the war bonnet or chief's bonnet or whatever else. Uh, that's, you know, headdress. They, that's what they want to want to associate themselves with. They aren't associating themselves with native people as we exist or as we ever existed. So the use of native mascots is actually the erasure. That is where there will be a complete dismissal of any native history. So when I hear people say, well, we need to educate, not eradicate. Because the problem with that is that the use of native mascots is not an education. It is, it's the antithesis of, a, of an education because it, it, is, it forces people to ignore the atrocities. I mean, look, if you wanted to represent, if you, if you white people wanted to represent yourself as native people, are you, are you prepared to be scalped or murdered or driven off your lands? Of course not. So when you associate these, these, these characteristics of pride and strength and courage, where are you saying that we demonstrated this pride and strength and courage? Because the places that we had to be the most resilient came in the, in the conflicts that we had with your ancestors, the very people who were running us off the land that you now claim for your high schools. So this is what's problematic. And as a native person, when I say that a, a native mascot is offensive, it isn't just the word. It isn't even just the image. It's the fact that you are going to take that identity for yourselves and pretend that somehow in American history that native people have been placed on a pedestal. And we never were. We were buried in mass graves. So you got to, you the the idea that you're going to erase this history 
And you're going to deny the role that your ancestors, your predecessors, played in 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 wiping us out of out of an area, wiping us out in terms of uh, our our lives, committing native people to slavery. Yeah, nobody ever even everybody pretends that didn't happen, but native people were enslaved as well. So you have to you have to eliminate all of that stuff. So you can pretend that native people are these noble savages that, that you want to claim their character, that you want to associate those characteristics to yourselves. And look, I'm not suggesting that native people aren't proud or that we aren't proud or that we aren't courageous or that we, you know, that, that we aren't honorable people. I think we are all of those things. But the biggest challenges we had to, to our courage, to our honor, to our pride was you, was your ancestors. And now as we sit on these postage stamp sized pieces of property that we've been able to cling to as we've been defrauded and, and cheated out of lands, out of resources, out of, you know, uh, you know, out of living a, a prosperous life. And I don't mean just, where, where I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the entire northern North America, where Native people have been herded onto small parcels of lands. This, that's the reality. And so when I, when I see or hear you know, some, some white person talking about how, how much they love Native people, look, we deal with a lot of the you know people talking about how much they love our culture and our and our spirituality when they don't know anything about it. And in fact, the the first time you ex- we even attempt to explain some aspects of our culture, the first thing that's going to come out of a white person's mouth, "Oh, you mean it's like this?" They'll make an analogy to our culture to Christianity or to Buddhism or to something, you know, or some other you know religious denomination or or you know, institution. They can't even hear the words coming out of our mouths. And when we use things like metaphors, they, and I, and I did a whole show on this, they think we're talking literally. So if we talk about the earth being our mother, is oh, isn't that cute? Native people think the land is their mother. That's, again, can't hear the words coming out of our mouths. And the idea that, that history will be obliterated if we somehow you know, take the mascots back. If we say, no, white people, you aren't, you aren't Indians. You aren't Redskins. You aren't Braves. You aren't warriors. You aren't chiefs. And see, that's, that's the claim. And, and the biggest argument that non-native people have when we, when we, when we tell them that it's wrong for them to appropriate our images or, or even their claim that, you know, that we are such, that we are these noble savages they want to emulate is that, is, is that we're, we're erasing history. And it's, it is correcting history. That's what, that's what this is all about. Everything that we're trying to do with the mascot issue or raising awareness about missing and murdered indigenous women, raising issues about uh, youth suicide, all of these things that, that we fight for as Native people, it's about correcting history. Because that history continues. The, the view that, that white people have towards Native people 
And I'm not saying every white person, so don't pe don't get all bent out of shape. But the general view is what's taught in your history books, and it's wrong. The general view that that you have about Native history is what you saw in movies. It's the Hollywood image. It's not the truth. History has been shaped for propaganda purposes. So all of the American heroes are elevated. Uh, you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, John Kennedy, Ronald Reagan. Everything is shaped to promote the same American exceptionalism, which is a lot like white supremacy. And in fact, American exceptionalism is, is a euphemism for white supremacy. It's the idea that everything America has done is great. So when white people want to want to use native mascots or any native imagery, for, for whether it's for a company or for a logo or whatever it is, when they grab onto a, a native image, they aren't treating it honestly. They aren't honestly saying, let's tell the, let's tell the native story. There is no school that uses a native mascot that dedicates any part of their curriculum towards understanding the history of native people. And our history predates colonization, mind you. But it, but it predates colonization at its origin, but it doesn't stop with colonization. We're still here. And we were here when George Washington was here, when Thomas Jefferson was here, when Abraham Lincoln was here, when Theodore Roosevelt was here, and we're still here. And many of the things that we are still fighting for as Native people are the same, the same things that we're fighting for 200 years ago. Yeah, we don't have the occupation on the, on the same landmass that we once had. Now we're on these small little parcels of land, but we're still fighting the state over it. We're still fighting the federal government. We're still fighting against taxes being imposed upon us, regulatory controls being imposed upon us even what we call ourselves. And, and that's what you contribute to with a, with a lot of this erasure associated with calling us Indians or, or warriors. That's not who we are. Yeah, we stepped up to... There, there's no people on the planet that have been more militaristic than Americans. Certainly, we don't deserve that title of being labeled as a people simply as warriors, we aren't warmongers. And, you know, and I, I always deal with this issue when people say, well, that's why Native people enlist the highest rate because it fulfills their warrior culture. We don't have a warrior culture. You made that up. You made that up in your stories and in your movies, your, uh, and, and now with, the, with this mascot issue. We get confronted with this, with the idea that somebody's taken this, this um, term, this expression, cancel culture. And they've applied it towards um, our, our fight against mascot. They've applied it towards a company taking the, the, the maiden, the Indian maiden off the Land of Lakes butter package, taking Aunt Jemima off the pancake mix or Uncle Ben off of the rice. That's not cancel culture. It's correcting a false narrative. It's, it's actually correcting this idea that, that people, oppressed people are being used 
in this capitalistic system to promote something that has nothing to do with us. I don't care if 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 some woman who was once referred to as Aunt Jemima had a pancake mix. There's no there's no you know um, king corporate king at the at the head of uh, whatever company makes make Aunt, Aunt Jemima uh, pancake mix. That no there's no black family at that at that table. So all of this stuff that people are are saying erasure cancel culture the eradication that's that's all these these political correctness these are euphemisms that the right wing uses and the left side left wing does too to say well this is why we have to we have to oppose it there is no reason that somebody should be able to tell a native person when we tell you that using a a race-based native mascot for your school is inappropriate. There's no reason that somebody should come back to us and say, oh, you're just trying to cancel our culture. It's not your culture. And that's not what cancel culture means anyway. It is not your culture when you call yourselves the Cambridge Indians or the Neshaminy Redskins. That's not your culture. It's a lie. It's pretend. It's mockery. And the idea that we tell you that, that, that it's inappropriate, because let me be clear. White kids putting on headdresses and war paint is the same thing as white kids in blackface. It's the same thing for us. Now, most of you, <laughs> as much as there may be that strong desire for white people to still wear blackface, because it still crops up every once in a while. You'll see pictures of Justin Trudeau or this governor of Virginia or, you know, Supreme Court nominees. I don't know. You'll find these guys. Those pictures come out, right? They couldn't help themselves. They had to go in blackface at least once. As much as that desire still exists, everybody knows that it's inappropriate. But it's still not inappropriate for somebody to throw on a headdress and put their mom's makeup or their wife's makeup on to go to a football game. So red face is okay, but black face, yeah, we know that's problematic and we're going to have and we're going to have to put that in a box and we're going to have to explain that away. Nobody bothers to explain anyway. I I post this picture of the Brown family, you know, out there in um uh, Morris, Illinois, I think it is. The Brown family. No, they're not brown, they're white. <laughs> the Brown family. It's dead the mayor. Yeah, he just got elected as the mayor. Ran unopposed, by the way. The mom who is on the school board and the and their pride and joy running around with these professionally taken photos of her and her family. And she's wearing a headdress. White girl wearing a, wearing a headdress with paint on her face and wearing some, you know, some Walmart, you know, or Party City costume that's, you know, that's supposed to be native looking, I guess. So. That's what we experience. That's mockery. I mean, and, and look, it is the epitome of white privilege. I mean, to, to see that mayor, school board, and little prom queen, uh, you know, head cheerleader dressed up as their school mascot. And what do they call themselves? The Redskins. And in, in the photo, in the photo uh, shoot, they've actually got the mayor wearing, you know, their Morris Redskins, uh, you know, jersey on. And look, this is what we deal with. And so when we, we point that out and we say, this is offensive. And it's not because I'm weak. That's not why I'm offended. 
I'm offended because if I tell you that's wrong and you come back at me and tell me that, that I'm somehow imposing cancel culture on you or erasure or eradication, that is, you know, it is such an ignorant response instead of addressing what is really at play here. Because I guarantee Mr. Brown and Miss Susie Brown, you would never would have let your, your little white daughter anywhere near native people back in the day. <laughs> I guarantee it. In fact, that would have been just like you wouldn't allow her near a black man. You wouldn't allow her near a native man because that's, you know, that was just so taboo. So the idea that now you'll throw a headdress on your daughter and you'll pose for pictures, publicity photos for what? Your political careers? This is appropriation. This is theft. And there's no other way to describe it. But when we tell you it's wrong, you tell me I'm erasing your culture? That's not your culture. It is, it is you making a mockery of a culture. And... And again, as I said in the beginning, in order for you to do that, in order for you to dress your little girl up as some Indian maiden with a, with a chief's headdress on, you have to erase all of the history. You have to erase what the headdress means. You have to address what the face paint means. You have to, you have to ignore it, erase it. And you just have to claim it for yourselves. And then you, mom and dad, posing with, for pictures with her, you have to do that to make it all okay, to pretend that none of that American history took place. And it did take place. And we, the Native people who have lived the Native experience and who continue to live the Native experience, we, look, we encounter racism every single day. Not just with you. Not just with you and your, your mascot issue. But, I, I, you know, I've said this in a meme once. I said, the only thing more racist than white people using native mascots for their high schools is the response when you tell them it's wrong because the way they backtrack and the way they make it sound like we're stealing something from them. They literally take these, these, these images and these names as something that they claim is theirs now. So there's, it's not even just an erasure of history. It's, it's erasing us as we live contemporarily, it's to say, you don't even get to claim this anymore because I'm claiming it now. We took your land. We took your lives. We took your freedom. We took your resources. And now we're taking this identity. And who the hell are you to try to take that away from me? That's what we encounter with this stuff. And then what's the response? Erasure, cancel culture. Because you don't even understand what the concepts mean. As I said in the beginning, Removing a native mascot from a high school is not erasure. Keeping it is. Because there is no effort. Most of the schools that even claim these native mascots, they don't even teach anything. The school that I went to, I went to high school at, Cambridge, they call themselves the Cambridge Indians. You can't even ask them, well, who are the native people you're claiming in, as, as your identity? Who are these Indians? Are they Mohicans? Are they Mohawks? Are they Hurons? Are they Lenape? They can't even tell you. Why? Because they don't know any of the history. They erase that. They don't even, they don't need to know that. They don't care to know that. What they care about is the image that they grabbed. And then they'll make up, they'll fill in the blanks from the erasure 
and say, well, no, it means pride to us. Yeah, we're, pr we're proud to be Cambridge Indians. But yeah, what does that mean? Well, it means pride. No, what does that mean? You, you can't even have a, an intelligent conversation with these folks. And instead, they will actually condemn the native people who are saying you should remove that. And they'll, they'll try to find the few native people, whether it's the organization that promotes educate rather than eradicate, they'll try to promote those people as the legitimate native voice. They'll ignore NCAI. They'll ignore the Native American Journalists Association. They'll ignore the, uh, the Smithsonian Museum in, in Washington, D.C. They'll ignore every nation, not just me. They'll ignore every organization. They'll ignore... Um, uh, uh, child development experts, psychologists, they'll ignore all of those people. When the states say you should eliminate these, these mascots, they'll ignore all of that. And they'll say, yeah, no, but we, we've got this, uh, this, this guy who, whose grandmother was a Cherokee princess who says that they're fine with the mascot and, and they, they feel complimented by that. Or we have this, our own native family here who, who's lived with us for 30 years. And um, yeah, their nations don't support it, but, but they think it's fine. And in fact, they, they feel like they're being honored by our community calling themselves Indians. So they'll, they'll cherry pick where they can to find somebody who they can claim our native people to support their claim to support their claim that they're honoring Native people. Yeah, they're honoring that one family in town. Why? Because they agree with you. But if you talk to any Native family on a Native territory or any Native family who's had to experience the racism that, that comes along with these mascots, you'll, you'll just miss that out of hand. And it isn't just that the mascots cause people to, to be racist. It, it's not that. It's a continuation. It's a continuation of this, this notion of white privilege that just like the land was there for their, ta their taking and the resources were there for their taking, or perhaps we can grab a native slave out of the mix. We can grab the, the, the images. We can dress up our, our little girls in headdresses. We can, we can put them in costumes for Halloween. I mean... It is no coincidence that through much of the, the Hollywood era of Westerns, Native people didn't even play the Native people in, the, in those films. They didn't play the Indians. They had other people play it. One of the most famous Native images that most people think of when you, when you talk about the, you know, the Native man is a guy who his stage name was Iron Eyes Cody. He performed in one of these public service announcements against litter. And, and the crazy part with that message was their message was only you can keep America beautiful, can keep America clean. All, it's up to you. Forget about industry <laughs> that, that dumped so many toxins into Onondaga Lake that it, the Onondaga Lake became the most contaminated lake in the entire country. Yeah, Onondaga Lake. No coincidence there, right? It was cheaper for them to continue to dump chemicals in there from allied chemicals and from crucible steel. 13 feet of mercury at the bottom of that lake. But they hire a white guy. They hire an Italian guy to be that image, that native image in the canoe 
with garbage being thrown at his feet at, at, uh, you know, at, at some California highway. We have been replaced. We have been replaced by your narrative, by Hollywood's narrative. And we have been replaced personally and individually. It is really hard for a native voice to be heard on many of these issues. And then, you know, for, for many people, they're going to see the same native person <laughs> rolled out on, uh, in front of a camera every time. And the fact that there, that there are millions of us that can speak and that, that can address these subjects. We get ignored for the one or two native people that a given you know, media source or agenda can be fulfilled by. So while I didn't want to do a show on cancel culture and I didn't want to do another typical mascot show, I wanted to demonstrate in this, in this podcast that it's the, it's the continued appropriation of our images that is actually the erasure. It isn't the elimination of it. So if you take Uncle Ben off of a rice box, you didn't take anything away from white people. If you take Aunt Jemima off a pancake box, you didn't take anything away from white people. Or if you took, and look, we as Native people, we didn't ask for them to get rid of the, the, the Native person on Land O'Lakes butter. That was, that was a corporate decision by them. None of those three, three things was, out of, was, was done out of some desire for social justice. But I will say, we are fighting you on the mascot issue. Because what you're teaching is generation after generation after generation, predominantly of white kids, predominantly of non-native kids, that creating those stereotypes that you and that you created I should say promoting those those stereotypes that you created can hide the history of what native people really experienced it's the mascots that are the erasure not removing them i'm john kane and this is let's talk native yahweh